stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, let me premise this next story with a couple of observations here. Canada is a country that values freedom of religion, that you can choose what it is you believe or not believe. You can change what it is you believe. You can abandon one perspective and embrace another. We're also a country that values freedom of expression, and that involves the ability to talk about those beliefs and talk about those views, talk about why you've embraced or rejected a certain perspective. So... With that said, this next story, I think, is very troubling. A a speech that was to take place at Mount Royal University has been canceled. And the horrific tragedy last week in New New Zealand has been cited as a reason why. Now, Armin Navabi is the individual who was set to speak. He is, uh, in fact, in studio with us here today. He is a former Muslim. He is a secular activist. He is founder of Atheist Republic. And he's in studio with us uh, here today. Armin, thanks so much for being with us here thank, today. Thank you for having me. Now, I'll also point out we have in studio with us uh, Lois Edwards, who's with the Atheist Society of Calgary, also an interfaith uh, chaplain, a secular representative of the interfaith chaplaincy at uh, MRU. Lois, thanks for being here today. Thank you. All right. So we'll, we'll talk a bit more about what happened at the university. But, uh, Armin, let's give people a better understanding, some insight into to your perspective, some of the issues you were here to talk about, which involves, obviously, your own journey. As a former Muslim, now an atheist. So, so give us an overview then of, of who you are, what you, you represent. Yeah, as you mentioned, um, I'm the founder of a group called Atheist Republic, which is the world's largest atheist group. Um, and we try to have these discussions as much as possible um, to normalize atheism, but also to normalize having these discussions with, uh, with religious people, to just make disagreement with religion not, not that big of a deal. And I'm happy to say there are many religious people that um, don't have any issue with us criticizing their religion mm-hmm. and and they tell us why they have a problem with atheism. And I think the more we have these discussions, the less of a, uh, the less uh, they lead to hatred because it's nothing other than a disagreement. Right. I, I think if you were an ex-atheist who became a Muslim mm-hmm. and you were speaking at this university, there would be much less controversy, I suspect. I mean, if, if, if a Muslim imam, former atheist Muslim imam speaker wanted to speak at an event in a university mm-hmm. and there was an Islamic terror attack, I think it would be ridiculous for a university to cancel that event right. because this was a Muslim speaker and we, it was just right after an Islamic terror attack. It has nothing to do with that imam. You know, and, you know, so I think if we think that would be ridiculous, this is also ridiculous. Well, and I think it is. I, I don't see what, what bearing your own personal journey and, and why you've rejected one worldview, embraced another, mm. what that has to do with this white supremacist uh, who would probably just as soon kill you as, as these Muslims in, in New Zealand. What, what that has to do with you? What, what do you make of the notion that somehow what you're there to talk about is linked to what happened there? Well, I, I think the extremes on all sides um, benefit from having less conversations because the the extremists on the left and on the right or whatever way you want to define it, uh, they want to convince um, all, all of us, um, Christians, Muslims, atheists, that our disagreements are more than just disagreement, that we, if we disagree with each other, we must hate each other because they, it, their movements uh, is f- fueled by hate. And we want to show, like... We want to show that we can have civil disagreements with each other and talk about it. And the more we're able to do that, the more we're taking the fuel away from 
their movement because they both the regressive leftists again not all leftists regressive mm -hmm. leftists um, and both the extremists um, on the on the right and 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 this guy wasn't on the right but let's say extremists on the right um, they they want to convince the rest of us that um, the hatred for Islam for example or a disagreement with Islam means that we should hate Muslims and you know they both become more relevant the more they sell this to us. And if we can show to, to people that, no, look, ex-Muslim atheists and Muslims will passionately disagree with each other and very much be against uh, each other's ideas. And then they go have a conversation with each other and they have their, they can remain friends before and after the discussion. Right. If we could show that to more people, we basically take the fuel away from both of these movements. Yeah, that's such an important point. And I mean, there's a big difference between the the set of beliefs, the doctrine that is Islam versus individual Muslims. Right. And and that's what we think. We are very much against Islam and we're not going to hold back about how much we're against Islam. And we don't want like Muslims or Christians that are very much against atheism. We don't want them to hold back either mm -hmm. because um, as much as as much of a, uh, you know, as, as how much, even though we are very, very passionate about this disagreement and we will voice them out and we won't hold back. It's still nothing but a disagreement. And we might be wrong. And like a lot of Muslims say, okay, yes, but you're wrong about Islam. Okay, fine. Let's have this conversation. You, you might be right. We might be wrong. We think Islam is really bad. You think Islam is really good. You can try to convince us. But even if we don't convince each other, that's secondary to the fact that we can have this discussion and we can still get along. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me bring Lois into the conversation here, and, and we'll point out that it was the Atheist Society of Calgary that, that had organized this event at MRU, but uh, Lois, you have a position through the MRU interfaith chaplaincy, correct? Yes, we, we have recently set up a connection and uh, another member of our group, and I are, I understand they, they technically call us atheist contacts. Okay. But uh, we go there... Hope we try to be there once a week, uh, just available for students to to talk to us, to ask questions, ask an atheist. Mm -hmm. um, we're aware that 25% of the population claims no religious affiliation. And we feel like these people need social community support systems as much or more than anyone else. And basically that's what they're, we're there for, is to provide support of... Uh, whatever emotional, whatever they sure. need for people who don't have a community because they're not in a religion. Okay, so this event had been set for a number of weeks, uh, but obviously uh, the decision was made this week to cancel it. What, what can you tell us about the decision to not allow this event to go ahead? Well, it came on us like a, I don't know how to describe a thunderstorm. But kind of uh, out of nowhere, right? Yeah, out of nowhere, yeah. two days before the event. I receive an email saying, you know, due to the current events in New Zealand, uh, we have decided that it's best to cancel the event. And that's all the information I had at that and, moment. And where did that come from or who did that come from? It did came from the interfaith chaplaincy okay. at the university. I have no idea how high up the decision right. came from. And so, because the, the event was to take place on campus. Right now, at this, would have been well, right at now. three o'clock this afternoon, yes. Now, you'll still be speaking at a, then a separate event tonight. Yeah. What, so, what, tell us about this then. You know more about that. So, it's happening at 7.30? Mm -hmm. Where is that happening? At uh, C-Space. And, and what is that? 
that's a venue that where rooms and theaters can be rented by the general public, which our uh, atheist society did. But at at MRU, no, no, not, no, not at MRU. At MRU. Yeah, no, this is a, this completely is a separate, separate event, completely separate event. Yes, uh, we, our Atheist Society of Calgary has a speaker series, and often they're local, but once in a while we decide to have a bigger one. And uh, I had met Armin in the past and uh, became the, the contact, the, the person uh, to contact him when we decided we would like to have him come speak. Okay, yeah, this this is uh, I think C Space of King Edward, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, C Space King Edwards, uh, C Space King Edward dot com. If people want to see where that is, so they're, they're, you will be speaking tonight. Yeah, and I want to make this something clear because a lot of people think this is this violates our free speech. I, I don't think this has uh, this violates our free speech because uh, we do have the uh, we don't even though we have a right to free speech, we don't have a right to a platform. So, but we we are not making the claim that our free speech has vi- been violated. But we still could be against a decision, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't against our free speech. We think it's a bad idea because, um, you know, it sets, it's, it's send, sending out a message, and I um, and I think that these is it's a very dangerous message because this has really nothing to do with protecting Muslims. Like if you see what the regressive left they're doing, they pretend like they're protecting minority, and they're not. If they were, um, we have been we have been speaking against China's treatment of Muslims. Mm-hmm. We have been speaking against Muslims dying in Yemen in thousands, and how Saudi Arabia and United States and other countries, including Canada, supports has been supporting that war. Um, we and we criticize Islam, and we stand against Islam, but we also stand against uh, the mistreatment of Muslims on a global scale. But if you look at the people that have been speaking at, against uh, the terror attack in New Zealand, which they should and we should, we do, they have they've, they don't talk about these other mistreatment of Muslims because it doesn't really help the narrative because they have defined their enemy as a white supremacist, and it's in their best interest for white supremacy to become. Uh, to be bigger and bigger. And I warn Muslims to to look at these people. And these people are not your allies. These people benefit from, from the relevancy of white supremacy. And, and they, they are looking forward to more of you being oppressed and killed because that makes them more relevant. And these people treat um, other people offending you as oppression, even though real oppression and real discrimination against Muslims is a real thing. They're treating you like children, like children that can't take disagreements. You, you, I mean, I tell Muslims it's better to be offended than to, than to be discriminated against. You should, you should see allies and people that treat you like adults, that see, that treat you like people that could take disagreements with your ideology and they might challenge your ideas, they might challenge Islam, but if people are discriminating against you, if, if people are oppressing you, we will also challenge people that are that are against your rights. Yeah. We will defend your rights even though we challenge Islam. What, what troubles me, and, and you make an interesting point about whether MRU is obligated to provide you a platform, mm-hmm. what, what troubles me though is that the notion of of an atheist speaker, the, the notion of somebody saying there is no God and here's why you should reject religion, mm. that that's offensive, right? And, and that sounds, I mean, it almost sounds like the premise behind blasphemy laws. Right. That you, you can't say those things in public and we need to prevent those things from being spoken in public. So, I mean, is that a concern that if we start to accept that premise that atheism is offensive because people hold religious views, where, where does that end? I mean, just to show you, you're, you're very right and just to show you how hypocritical that is, um, you know, atheism is punishable by death in around 13 countries, all of them Islamic. 
Um, but we would never go and say that, the okay, given that atheism is punishable by death, don't go around and say God is real because you're you're feeding into this narrative that anti-atheism narrative and you right. have to be you have to keep your god belief to yourself because ath hate for atheism is is a huge problem 13 countries yeah. is punishable by death we would never make a ridiculous claim like that so i think it's very much the same that if people criticize islam they should keep it to themselves because it's fueling no you're fueling you're fueling the hatred because more conversations me, the more we exchange words with each other, the less we're going to be exchanging bullets and fists with each other. Conversations is against radical movements on all sides. We're not feeling hatred. The people that are deplatforming, the people that are trying to silence conversations, they are feeling the hatred. So who's your, your message aimed at? Are, are you trying to convince Muslims to, to follow your path? Are you trying to in, inform the general public about issues around religious fundamentalism? Who, who do you want to, to be there tonight and, and hear your message? I think, okay, so even though we speak against Islam a lot, I think that's secondary to the importance of just having conversations. I think I tell Muslims and everyone else, I say, it, if you're a Hindu, if you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're globalist, nationalist, capitalist, socialist, communist, mm -hmm. that's all secondary. If you are on the side of free speech and if you're on the side of more dialogue, you're on our side. Everything else is secondary. And I want, I'm going to go directly to the Muslims and Christians and everybody else that is on this uh, agrees with us on this topic. And our our conversation is with those Muslims and those atheists and those Christians. The people that are trying to silence us, they're on the other side. The, we, we're not going to them anymore because they, they, they don't want to listen to us. We're going right around them because they, they try to act like the guardians of people, like Muslims. And we're like, we're not even talking to you. We're going directly to Muslims themselves and they, they accept us. And they are having conversations yeah. with us. You're, you're irrelevant. Well, it's very interesting. All right, so 7.30 tonight uh, at C-Space, you'll be speaking. Uh, more, by the way, the Atheist Society of Calgary, uh, facebook.com slash atheistcalgary. Also let people know again, atheistrepublic.com. And I'll mention your book as well, Armin, Why There Is No God, Simple Responses to 20 Common Arguments for the Existence of God. Uh, well, I'll say welcome to Calgary. Unfortunate uh, circumstances around your visit. But thanks so much for coming in here. Uh, and to you as well, Lois, thanks so much. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for having us. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here. 403-974-8255 is the number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.